sorry. Welcome to the Barrel Proof Podcast. This is episode number 244. Patrick, help me remember. Uh, I'm once again your uh, erstwhile host, Taylor Sorrells. Glad to be here, everybody. Uh, joining us this evening, we have uh, longtime contributors, uh, Ty Smith. Say hi, Ty. Hi, Ty. Yeah, that works. And uh, Robbie Barker. Hi, Robbie. Hey, hey, how you doing? Doing well. Glad, glad y'all can make it. Patrick's uh, manning the, the dials instead of, he's got some buttons too, but mostly dials at the moment uh, with his sweet new Purple Prince headphones. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're down here at Thurman Hutchins watching our kids practice uh, in, in the shade because it's very hot outside right now. Uh, but we are coming off two wins because we didn't, well, a draw and a win because we didn't record after the draw against uh, St. Louis uh, two week, well, a week and a half ago, I guess, at this point. Uh, but more importantly, the big momentous 3-1 away win uh, at Indy 11, which was awesome. Uh, and also all the four of us sitting here had kids playing, well, except for Robbie. Uh, so three of the four of us had kids <laughs> playing in uh, the Grand Park Cup up at the, with Louisville City up in uh, Westfield, Indiana, just north of Indianapolis over the weekend. So soccer-packed weekend for at least three of us and probably four of us. Robbie, I'm sure you caught some, like, I don't know, uh, nation, League of Nations or whatever it is. A little bit, couple. unfortunately, with some of the performances from England. Yeah, I, yes. heard that was, I heard that was terrible. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't watch it. So Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, us in the United States may never play soccer again in another country, so that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish that I'm not even going to jump into at this point. Brian's not here, so he can't bitch about it. Uh, he's still in Hawaii forget- and probably forgot that soccer is a game. Um, so uh, Robbie kind of had a loose agenda for us, so I'll, I'll tr- attempt to follow it if I can remember what it is. Well, <laughs> but uh, before, uh, let's do the game first. That's what people listen to us for, I suppose. They don't need to know our personal lives. I mean, I'll be glad to divulge whatever you want to know, but... Um, up to up to a certain point, three one win away at Indy. Uh, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. When I finally did manage to turn it on, at, I, I stayed up in a lake house like two hours north of Indy, so I missed the Derby, which preempted the game for everyone else at the house I was at. Uh, and then I got the game on. And by the time we did it, we were already up two nothing, uh, which was a shock to me because I went walked into this game. You know, we've had a, uh, I wouldn't say lackadaisical is not the right word, but just kind of a leggy performance I guess to say against St. Louis and I, that was a little bit discouraging to me I mean it wasn't a bad draw but it wasn't a good draw I mean sometimes draws are bad sometimes draws are good this is one that just kind of felt kind of even like we just didn't play the way we'd been playing going into it and so I had some you know some skepticism going into this indie game because they'd had 10 days off and I mm-hmm. uh, had a point to prove because we beat them the last time they came up here and uh, that was awesome and so I was just expecting it to be a really tough game. And so when I turned it on, and we were already up two goals. Just a dream start. It, yeah. Unbelievable. And, it, it, you know, it's nice to see we go from a team that can't finish chances to a team that is really economical uh, and clinical, as they say, in, in the way that it, that it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, created two and got rebounds and scored off of both of the first two. Uh, I did see uh, the Swahi handball, which was the most obvious handball you're ever going to see. is like volleyball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah well, they did call it on Lancaster. But it was definitely Alexi. Um, yeah, Cam got a yellow card, right? Probably it's, for arguing about it. Yeah. But for arguing, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I have no, I don't. I'll forgive him for it. Everybody else will too. Uh, so Pasher, I'd, I'd hoped would not bury the penalty, but that's too much to hope for. Uh, but then uh, I think either before or after that, Napo had gotten his goal, which was also very sweet. And uh, the second half, we uh, Indy came out really hot and. Uh, 
had a lot of the ball and tried to do the best they could. And luckily, we just kind of held together. Yeah. Finally, regained some possession about midway through, and then gave up some more in, at the end. And you know, I'm sure the guys were a little bit uh, perturbed about that, specifically the coaching staff. But Indy had, statistically speaking, Indy had a lot more possession. They won the possession battle yeah. 60-40. But, you know, when you're defending a 2-1, 3-1 lead or whatever, you can afford to cede a lot of yeah, possession, absorb sure. pressure. But yeah. the thing is, this is the first game this year where, I f where we held it. To, we, we didn't concede after, after absorbing all mm -hmm. that pressure. Whereas Pittsburgh, we got crushed. You know, Sporting Kansas City, we, ha we got trouble in trouble with pace. Uh, Indy has a, has a lot of pace. Iose wasn't as impactful as I thought he was going to be. Um, but, you know, that's not really the way mm -hmm. they play. They try and they play quick passes through the middle. If they had any pace on the wings, it might have been a different ball game. But, you know, McMahon, aside from a one really tackle that how he didn't get a card for that, I don't know, uh, played a great game again. Oscar played a great game. Uh, the midfield, like I said, didn't really give – Rennie didn't adjust too much, I didn't feel like, with the way he tried to play. Mm -hmm. And you all can disagree with me if you want because you probably got caught more of it than I did. But it seemed like he's just put the same lineup out there, plus Patty Barrett, and expected a different result, and that's not what happened. Yeah, I kind of felt like we're living in the, living in the upside down watching this game because it was an anti-Lose City performance. We didn't have the possession like we normally have. We were clinical early, so we got the lead for once, didn't let the other team yeah. get an early goal and pack it in like we normally have to deal with. And then we showed incredible resilience in the second half under a lot of pressure to keep it going not let a goal in under all that pressure. And really, they did look a little clueless and toothless for a while. So, I, I, like I say, it's the, it's the anti-us. We're normally the team that gives up the early goal and then pressures for the remaining 80 minutes until right. we can get back in it. So, in some ways, I'm pleased. I'm like, this is a great um, development for our team to show that kind of clinical finishing in the first half and then really, frankly, the toughness in the second half just to hang in To there. lock it down. We did. We had to weather the storm for a good... 15, 20 minutes, I think. But but as the second half wore on, Ombi came in and was causing some problems for their defense. And we did get, we did, you know, Hopinol had the best chance of the game in the second half um, right in front of a goal and yeah, should have had unlucky, one. Well, unlucky or unfortunate one. And should have really had one in the first half, too, got in. Maybe on, two, really. On, uh, yeah. on goal, Evan Newton was at the 20, at, at the 18-yard line. Uh, defending a breakaway, uh, he got put in on the first half. It was is there's a really weird game, uncharacteristically bad defense by Indy. Normally, they're such a solid defensive team. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you got Hackshaw, Barrett, and we met back there, I mean, those guys are the bruisers. They play that bully ball that we struggled with, especially in that first game against Indy. Um, and they they weren't marking anybody. Oh, I yeah. mean, we had people it, in on in on the backside, just wide open with acres exactly. of space, which yeah. makes me think Rennie did try to change it up some way, shape, or form that confused them because we were getting so much space. Yeah. And I maybe think, it was tired legs. Maybe I don't know what was going on with Indy. But like you say, they had gone 10 days off. So I think that that, that may be something to it. But I, I, I feel like just looking at charts and stuff, and I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you whether this is true or not, but I feel like we played a little bit differently than we normally do like it they they, they called it a 4-1-4-1 in on usl's website which i don't necessarily agree with but i feel like we really kind of basically pulled cam back a little bit uh you had antoine and napo on the wings uh to an extent but they pinched in some and you had corbin uh playing a whole lot further forward so you almost added an extra person for their defense to deal with because they're they're three-man back line you just create one numbers disadvantage and all of a sudden they got to pull another midfielder back, and then that gives 
Palo mm -hmm. and and uh, oh, yeah. Speedy a lot more opportunities and, and space to operate in the center, you know, and but they want they also want to stay wide. So you've got Ayose who does pinch in some, but Howarth lives out on the chalk. He didn't come in all that as often as you would expect that he would. He's and he's one that I've been kind of surprised that he hasn't produced more because he's a great player. He was the Ottawa's best player last year by far. I agree. Uh, and I, I was expecting him to come in and just him. turn turn yeah. them into a speed machine, and that's really not not what's happened. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we were smart to when in possession to keep the ball in the middle of the park and try and force them to do the same because we are a little bit vulnerable mm -hmm. on the, in the wide areas. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Indy's been really, I think, exposed the last five games or so. I mean, they're not on a great run well, of form it's, it's it's by any stretch. With them. Yeah, yeah. So they're a one-trick pony. They send Pasher in, and if he can – and he's great at it. He'll run on the balls and mm -hmm. counter and, and score goals for them, but they don't have anybody else. They're, think, they're really we, hurting right now. And I mean, we identified that in particular at the last game at Lynn Stadium against them, that one-trick pony element of what they do, and I think they do rely on him. And when Pasher isn't getting in, when he's not getting in behind, when he's not firing in all cylinders, they kind of look around and they don't know what to do. Um, so, you know, a lot of credit given to us, I think, from the shape we played that really did limit to some extent. Yeah. He had a couple – he's always going to have that one or two moments in the yeah. game because – because of his speed and because of his talent. But we yeah. did a good job limiting him again. Uh, but they do look clueless once you shut him off. I, I don't know if it's a if the, if Sean or Alexi have a, some kind of system worked out with who marks him at what, on mm -hmm. soon, in transition or what, but they've got it figured out, and they did another really good job defensively in this game, uh, you know, just keeping him an, under fire, mm -hmm. keeping him in a bracket or whatever it is. They, I, like I yeah. said, I didn't get to see the entire game, so yeah. I can't say yeah. for sure. And even it was on TV, so you wouldn't necessarily yeah. know anyway. But and he still scored against us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still, he always but, scores. Uh, it's uh, like, we, we've got his number. He, we've had yeah. one game where he hasn't scored we against one us. Game, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that's but, right. Uh, one person you did did bring up was Corbin Bone, and I'll throw my hands up and say I've been pretty critical of him most of this year. And, and I, I think I said early in the season, I know that seems a million years ago, that I was concerned with the lack of playing time he had last year with his injuries and just the fact he hadn't played competitive soccer really very much in the last year. But I've got to give him credit. The last three or four games, he's really starting to look like that guy we love to hate with Cincinnati. Who he's really came you on. Know, kind of yeah. buzzing around, starting to get more involved, starting to look more dangerous. And it's it's turned into goals and chances. So cr credit to him as well. And, and really credit to Coach Hackworth for sticking with him. Because if I was the coach, he wouldn't have been seeing the field probably the last four or five games. So he's obviously doing things behind the scenes, training well. And obviously Coach Hackworth has a lot of confidence in him because of his pedigree. So, you know, credit where it's due. He's, he's really stepping up. Yeah, and well. we, we did say that. I made the same mistake early early on. First two games, I was like, man, we're missing Magnus. Where's Magnus? Where's that number 10? You know, and expecting more from Corbin. But as he's, I think, gotten more comfortable in his role and with the teammates and with the system, mm -hmm. and he, he's really come on. I mean, gosh, he's been team of the week twice now. Yep. Yep. He's had multiple goal. He had a multiple goal game against uh, – Sporting, mm -hmm. he scored a couple others, I guess. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, and I mean, he's just really come on, and you can tell. We could always tell, even the first couple games, he's quite tidy on the ball. I mean, he is extremely good on the ball and does not lose it. Has great touches here and there, but we just wanted that extra, that extra playmaking offensive yep. prowess great that is, is really coming mm -hmm. on now. I, I really think, and I said this in the last in our last podcast, but I think the, when we finally figured out the speedy. Uh, Paolo, Bone, midfield, that's when everything is, the tide really turned for us. And I think it's due in a lar in large part to Bone. I think his timing and his understanding of where of where the play is and how to how to use space is has been really 
I mean, it's really come on. You notice him. When he, whenever we're in transition, he's always in a midway point between a mm-hmm. center back and a, and a winger or a fullback or wherever. He always finds himself in good pockets of space. Uh, and makes good, and most of the time makes really good decisions when he when they when the ball comes his way. So I, I and they let you know Paolo likes playing defense, and so that kind of let Corbin have a little bit more uh, control of when they play it. It's not really a double pivot, but Paolo's happy to stay back and break up play, and let Corbin like, get forward and, and be the attacker a little bit more. And you know yeah. he's not gonna bowl you over necessarily with with uh, technique or athleticism or anything like that, but he's got enough. And he does. Uh, he does. He really oh, yeah. uses it well, and, that, and that's. Well, you can it. tell he's a veteran. He's got. He's got that pedigree. And he's got a lot of experience, mm-hmm. and he's. He's plays smart. Yeah. Yeah. And Paolo has had more freedom to go up, which has been really nice, and to see him. Yeah. Because he's oftentimes, I think, the best passer when we get into the final third, of picking people out, and. Being creative, he's got with, great touch. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, he, he's also played, I think, a really vital role as an outlet valve on goal kicks. Because if you think about the rule changes this year, and we tend to try and play out of the back and play out of the 18-yard box, teams are pressing high, and so that release valve almost every game has been the long pass to Paolo out wide yeah. to, head, to win the headers and flick it on. So it gives us another dimension to when he's in the game where he can win the ball. Where I don't think a bone or a Napo is able to do that yeah. just purely no. on stature and physicality. He's not so great in the air either, but yeah, yeah Paolo. Yeah. In, on a goal kick is a Paolo doesn't, does not lose a header on the goal kick. So that which balance is, between those guys, I think, is, is has been important. Mm-hmm. He just brings a different dimension to us. What do you all think about, because we talked about, we haven't talked much about St. Louis, but St. Louis, we saw the same same thing in terms of the possession battle, which is not, which is very not us. You know, last year we were talking about the game at St. Louis. We strung together 20 passes yeah. before the goal. I thought we were Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And then this year we go to St. Louis and we give up 60% of the of the ball, I mm-hmm. think at least, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we saw, we saw it again against Indianapolis. I guess I don't know if it's a philosophical, you know, game game plan type of thing or if it's just the way that is it in-game I think adjustments, two, or what What do you guys I think it was two that? different game states. I think with Indy, we were kind of – we're a team that likes the ball and wants to get the ball, but I think we were also in a position where, well, we're up two goals, so we really don't need to – you know, it, you're always better – like the best play, best defensive to be – the best defensive de- position to be in is is in attack, and, I, you know, I recognize that. But I think we were kind of okay. Like you know what, let's let's let them get frustrated and work things out. I, I don't I don't think the two it's an apples and oranges comparison necessarily, or apples and apples. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like with St. Louis, oh, there's Mario. He's calling me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think St. Louis kind of surprised us, and we we just weren't. I think we we played another game a few days before, and I just don't think we were quite prepared, or we were surprised a little bit that they were going to come at us so aggressively. Yeah. And just never really got the program going. Uh, I, I really do think that. I, I think it was more of a we were tired, mm-hmm. and I, that may not be true, but that's the, what that was the way I took. It. I just think it was a ga- it was a weird game. That's not the way they usually play. So we just weren't yeah. weren't adequately prepared for that situation, and, and just never really we got a, we got a goal out of it early, and yeah. then and, but then they just poured it on the rest, and we just never really adjusted. Yeah, all and that and well. if I'm wrong, I, I think, think but that was our first road game in a long while. Yeah. So there's, there's also an adjustment. We've been playing at Lim Family Stadium for a long, long time now. Used right. to the dimensions, used to the surface, and I'm not making excuses, but used to the crowd at Lynn Family Stadium. All of a sudden, you go away at St. Louis, they're home, they feel good about where they're at, and we're like, 
wow, we haven't done this in a while. So to come out of there with a point, you got a turf surface, you got a different surface, different, yeah, yeah different dimensions road. of the field. There's a lot of things that go into it. Not to make excuses, and I still felt like we could could have easily won that game at St. Louis despite yeah, the possession absolutely. stats. But then India, I do think, was a different game because we just came out like gangbusters, looked like scoring every time we touched it in the first half. Right. So uh, yeah, two very different games. I feel like we we employed a little uh, that strategy. I think there may be more to it in terms of Hackworth and Cruz conceding possession a little bit more as an intentional play and get it and capitalize on mistakes. Like I think we did that against Sporting Kansas City as well to some extent. Is kind of let them have it a little bit. Yeah. Wait till they make a mistake and then let's build our attack as opposed to as opposed to wanting the ball all the yeah. time because there's not but. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It, it, if anything, it shows some flexibility in our playing style yeah. and some adaptability that we have. So, yeah. results-wise, we are in first place in Group Woo-hoo! E. Yes, a place that I'm not sure that I that a few weeks ago I would have thought we'd get because I thought Indy was a freight train and St. Louis is going to be tough to deal with, and they're still tough to deal with. Um, but we find ourselves on what 20 points. Indy's got 19. St. Louis has 18. Kansas City is slowly slipping out of relevance. Uh, but that doesn't mean they can't come back and bite you later on. They're still mm-hmm. within striking distance. I mean, it's yeah, they're, it's they're, a tight they're, race. They're three or four wins on the ro- on a row from being in the mix again, for sure. So, so yeah, uh, five games left, fifteen possible points. Uh, the uh, the data stat collection websites that I check into ba- both oddly enough say that we have an eighty three percent chance of making the playoffs, which is good to hear. It seems a little high to me. Yeah, uh, but I'll take it. Um, yeah, St. Louis still to play twice, Indy still to play again. So right. three pretty tough games. Yeah, and then out Saint, of five. Uh, Sporting Kansas City and, and yep. Memphis. Memphis is terrible. So, but these are these are all six point games still. Yeah, Memphis, yeah. you know you could still lose. I mean, no, not, right? Yeah. Right. There's no easy outs. No, uh, th- that's that's one game you can afford to have a sleepy performance against. But I I think if we win three of our next five, we're mm-hmm. in pretty comfortably. I'm not too concerned about. I would argue almost from a momentum perspective, this Saturday's game against St. Louis is massive. It really is. Uh, we win this one. I'll feel. I'll. You know. I won't be as. as I'm not super concerned right now. Just the way we're playing. Nine games unbeaten is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, no complaints, especially when two of those wins are against a team that was the best team in the league a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so you know, a good place to be. Can't let uh, your focus up or anything like that, but. Uh, the thing, the funny thing is, though, you look at these prediction sites that mean nothing really. But you know, we're Tampa has already basically clinched playoffs. Uh, Pittsburgh has already basically clinched playoffs. But the, you look at the divisions they're in. Like Tampa's closest competition is Charleston, and they're going to win going away probably. But they don't. There's no one else in their group that is that is really going to pose a challenge to anybody. So that's kind of it's pretty comfortable no, for them. Pittsburgh and Hartford have run away with their group. Yeah, and, and you know, because they're, they're, Philly uh, is terrible, Tampa. and New York yeah. is uncharacteristically terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was a group that I thought was going to be really competitive just because New York is always very tough, but mm-hmm. they're not this year somehow. No, and I think we all knew when, when the regional structure came out, it was going to make it more difficult for us to make the playoffs. I think, you know, in a typical structure, we're going to make the top eight, the top ten yeah. every year. It doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't have much 
a doubt about that. But in this structure, when you put us with Indianapolis and St. Louis, they're two of the better teams in the league. So we're definitely in the toughest division. But I think it's been encouraging the way we've come along, the run we've put together here late in the year. And we definitely have confidence going forward. So I think we win this weekend. We get that five-point cushion on St. Louis. We also beat them for the first time this year because yeah. we haven't beat them yet. Right. Yeah. We um, own them in the Kings Cup yes, for sure. I yeah. think that's why I just feel like this is a huge momentum game for us. We lose it. Frankly, we're on the back foot. They've beaten us twice. We're behind them in the standings. So that's why I think we need to come out all guns blazing this week. Coach, it, if you're Kings listening. Cup's on the line. I mean, if we lose again, the Kings Cup is lost. No messing with the lineup this no. week. I like our back four as it is. Yeah, the I young agree. guys are great for the future, but this is a must-win game. We play our best 11 this weekend no matter what. Yeah, I, I, think, that's, I think that's probably what we can expect. Um, I mean, I don't hate seeing Jogo or, or Watts go out there and play. I don't know if I like both of them at the same time right now. Uh, but it's you know, they, I don't think that they that it, that you lose that you lose a whole lot. It that's is, that's what different. the Memphis game's for. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, I tend to agree. I think I think the the back line's been proven at this point. Yeah. I, yeah. So, you, why would you mess with it? Right. I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah. But you know, I'm, my point is I'm not uncomfortable with one or, with one change one side or the other there. But I don't both. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's, and of course, Andy plays tonight at uh, their host in Sporting. Yeah. And so we could, you know, conceivably go to third, depending on how things go. So it, it is really that close. Yeah, yeah. that's I true. Mean, any any game. I'll take a nil nil in that game tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that, that helps us a lot, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Just on a look forward basis, I'm interested from you guys to know: uh, Are there any guys you're? Th- I have a guy in mind, but are there any guys you guys are thinking of that? Hasn't really shown out this year yet, or folk guys that haven't been involved that you think might be critical down the stretch. Putting you on the spot. At, well, you, I was I had an answer until you added that qualification to it. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of playoff Ombi. I know. I know. Yeah, what, that's who I'm thinking. I, I know what Ombi's done in the past in playoff <sighs> I, I'm, games. I, I you think know. we've talked about it, and uh, you know, Brian's by his own admission, I think would like to produce more um, from a from a assists and goals perspective, and I think. He's almost due. His confidence has looked a little down in front of goal. So I'm really looking for him to, to really try and step forward when he gets his opportunities because right now his opportunities are a little bit limited and rightfully so based on performance. But I think he's still got something to say this year, but I really want to see it, and I'm, I'm hoping he can bring yeah. it forward. On the other side of that same coin, Jason Johnson's the other answer. Uh, I think he's got so much potential that he can't find the field right now. And, you know, you're going to – you know, why? How could you? Hopeno's played great these last. He few really weeks. has. And Napo has, you know, once again owned a position. Yeah, we haven't even talked about you can't, Napo. You can't. Being, there's no. There's you know. no. You can't beat him out of where, no. wherever wherever he goes. Really, you know, the, he's. I'm. The, you know, he's. He's so. They're both. You know, Antoine. I, I'm. I'm very pleased with because I was. I. You know, I worry about him some, but he's. He's. You know, allayed all those concerns. But yeah, Napo is the. You know, you can is super dependable. Uh, and it has, has shown it all year, no matter where you put him. Um, it just goes to show the value of when you do get those opportunities and those meaningful minutes, because I will say, uh, you, you know, Mr. Johnson, when he came in those couple of games, I just didn't feel like he did enough. I feel like he, I think he was trying, wasn't quick wasn't enough any, on the ball. He yeah. didn't make the decisions as quickly as a loose city player typically makes them. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's used to different systems where he gets to just kind of freewheel and do his thing. Um, and he was just so happened to be, I think, both times on our side of the field too. So he was right in front of where we were at. And I'd just like to see his decision-making that a little bit quicker. And so, so, you know, Coach Hackworth gave him a chance in the first couple of games. 
He didn't take it with two hands. Yeah. He didn't do badly, but he didn't really. So that just goes yeah. to show when you've got a big squad like we have, when you have a lot of quality, when a coach gives you an opportunity, you do have to take it with both hands. Otherwise, you get in the situation you're talking about. Yeah. Finding the field becomes a challenge. I think that that's the kind of thing, too, though, that comes with reps and more mm -hmm. practice and familiarity. Like, we didn't have any of that for the first sure. few games, and yeah. it took a lot for that to come along, and maybe that's the same position he finds himself in. I don't know. But, you know, I think he's got potential, but I, it, we haven't tapped it yet. So, yeah, those, those are, are good answers. First place is going to be huge, though, when we think about having to play either Pittsburgh or Hartford in the playoffs yeah. first round, right? So, well, Is that who we play? Are we sure about that? I haven't looked at the brackets. That's anything. what my understanding is. We'll play the the first and second place teams of Group F. Man, I don't want to play be, Pittsburgh hmm. again. <laughs> What's that? I don't really want to play Pittsburgh again. Yeah, we don't want to play Pittsburgh. I, mean, I think we, we can beat them at this point, but I, I don't want um, to. Yeah. I don't know what the hosting situation is. I presume it's done based on seeding, but obviously we have an advantage in that we have – fans in the stadium, I don't know if the league's going to look on that at all, but that's even more it brings the importance of getting that one seat, because we want to be at Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, of course. You don't want to be yeah, on the absolutely. road. And, yeah. and we have a natural advantage because of the fact we are packing, you know, 4,851 into the stadium. Or, yeah. you know, the it's new record. Every game. It's Is it going to be 52 this yeah. week? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, but anyway, I think that does matter in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to hit on is uh, the academy. Uh, for racing Louisville and Louisville City uh, had their first ever competitive uh, game, first ever competitive games this past weekend up in Westfield, and uh, that was a super cool experience. If y'all, uh, why would you have been to Westfield unless you have kids that are in youth sports? Uh, but that facility up there is is fabulous. It was so nice. My the my my son Jack didn't love the field the fields they're playing on at quite so much. We're like, dude, it's better than where we usually play. So I don't know what you have to complain about. Weather was awesome. It was windy as hell. No, I got sunburnt. Uh, it really sunburnt. But uh, it was just super cool and to kind of get out, see the kids having so much fun. Uh, I think I, I don't know how successful we were. I know our our group wasn't didn't do all that well. But I know there's some other groups that, that won yeah, some silverware. Yeah, a lot of teams did really well. I mean, mm -hmm. it was the first games for the academy programs, both the racing Louisville and Louisville yeah. City Academy programs. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm great. Like I think uh, our the, the twenty was it the 2010 uh, black team won the first ever game for the Louisville City Academy, and that Ty, was awesome. Ty gets the brag here. Come on, Ty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, no. Come scored, on. Tyson scored a goal in that game. The first goal. Yeah. First goal. Tyson got the first goal. Academy history. Oh, Louisville that's City awesome. Academy. I didn't know that. I, I think that's I a function of him playing in the first game ever <laughs> of Louisville City Academy <laughs> <laughs> history. But hey, at least it is yeah. what it is. The record books don't take lie. What you can that's get. Right. That's, that's right. awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, it was great to get up there, and it, it's really coming full circle now. Yeah. We've got the – from top to bottom, the club has become – And this part is so know. important to the – to Ford Louisville City's longevity. Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows how many, if any, kids this academy is really going to produce that ever make it onto the pro ranks. But I think the potential is there. I know Mario has said that. And if I'm going to trust anybody's opinion on that sort of, su sort of subject, it's yeah. Mario. Uh, he was got coaching our game for a little while, which is a super cool to see. I, I looked up, I don't know what I was doing, live streaming on Facebook or something, uh, and all of a sudden it was Mario. I was like, "That's amazing!" So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, and we're obviously biased. With four of us sat around uh, here talking, who all have um, 
children that are in the academy, but I just think from a club is community, right? And this just enhances our status in the community. It ensures, again, that you're going to have generations of kids that come through with Louisville City on their chest who are then going to translate into either players, fans, coaches, whatever it might be. So this is the foundation and the roots that clubs have to build in communities to last for generations. Yeah, it's, it's so literally a digging doing. in situation. So. And it, it's gone really well. We've been really pleased with our experience so far and, and are really happy. And thought, I mean, I would be anyway, probably, but uh, I've, it's been a really nice experience thus far. Absolutely. Uh, what else we got, guys? I haven't got much else to say about the weekend or the or game games. predictions. Oh, we do have a yeah, game coming up. Uh, St. Yeah, Louis. Louis. Is it 730? 7.30? 7.30. Earlier kickoff this week. Yeah, earlier, this I guess, because the sun goes down. I don't know. There's no real reason. Um, I'm sure. Uh, I looked at us to play. I'm like you, Robbie. We haven't we haven't beat them this season. We owe them one. I think I think we really and I think we should have beat them the first game, um, and are, we're mm-hmm. unlucky not to. Right. Blackwood gets an easy one, um, or not beat them, at least draw them. Uh, I say two one. I'm gonna go stay a little bit conservative uh, and hope that I'm wrong. I'm gonna as be a little. I'm gonna be a little aggressive this week, and I think we're gonna make a statement. I'm gonna call it. I'm going between 3-1 and 3-0. Will we keep a clean sheet? No, we're prone to a mistake. I'll say 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll go 3-0 then because I think we're going to shut up. <laughs> Good and deal. I'll say this. I'll give my no-fail guarantee. Ombi will score this week. Oh, man, he's going That's out there. That's bold. I, I hope you're right. I love it. He's due one. He's due one for sure. He is, he is. And playoff Ombi, when he comes on last of last part of the season, last few years, he's been – I mean, I think he's our leading scorer in the playoffs. And this isn't the playoffs, but we're but just the about in. there. It's the run-in. It yeah. almost is the playoffs because we got this group thing going. So it it more or less is at this point. As tight yeah. as it is, too. Yeah. For sure. All also, right, guys. we're all very positive. That's yeah. good. Awesome. Glad yeah. to hear it. <laughs> uh, I don't think we ever predicted a loss for the home team, have we? I mean, come on. I may have once when I was in a bad mood or something. <laughs> yeah. like See, I've not been on enough because, you know, I'm uh, – can be a little negative sometimes, yeah. but no, I feel yeah. good about this weekend. Yeah, should, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, hopefully, you're going to get to go, and and we're, it's a busy weekend. We've got, I've got uh, a U nine game uh, it, in the morning in Oldham County, and then a U eleven game in Lexington. It's my mother-in-law's birthday, but I think we're going to still try and make it back. We'll see how how well that goes. But anyway, should be fun. I hope everybody can make it or at least watch it on TV. It's going to be on the, all the usual spots. Uh, Big game, big six-pointer, and I uh, hope we win. Absolutely. I didn't do Ask Barrel Proof because I'm negligent uh, and forgot. I, I, I should I'm, I should make that a change that for you. Um, we're still we're still running on fumes to some extent, but we're trying to get some trying to get some content out there. We're gonna hopefully get back to normal at some point and yeah, whenever have that lots is. of Cooper's announcements and everything else. It's just there's just not much. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird. It's you know. it's 2020, y'all. Just get yeah. used to it. Yeah, it's 2020. So wear your masks. Cheer <laughs> as loud as you can. Yeah. Social distance. Three points. Yeah, that's right. All right, guys, follow us on Twitter. Even though we don't tweet very much, at BarrelProofFC, and uh, we'll catch you guys hopefully next week, assuming this works out. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Taylor. Vamos, Morados. Adios. Vamos, City.